You might think the worst air pollution is found on a city street, but the air inside your home may be just as polluted. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Marina Vance is an assistant professor of mechanical engineering at the University of Colorado Boulder, and she was the lead author of the study. So, Marina, you were looking at indoor air quality and the pollutants we all have in our homes. What are some of the most common causes of pollution indoors? Many types of activities can lead to indoor air pollution. What we're finding so far and the focus of our study was on these activities we perform every day, cooking and cleaning, for example. Cooking and cleaning can lead to high levels of indoor air pollutants in the home if the home is not properly ventilated while you're performing these activities. The types of air pollutants that are emitted during cooking and cleaning events can be very different amongst themselves. It depends on the kind of cleaning and the kind of cooking, of course. And the most frightening headline that I saw from your study is that the average home's indoor air quality levels are on par with a polluted major city. Is that right? Yes, to some extent. So what we found, and previous studies have also found this, is that whenever we start cooking in our homes, the levels of particulate matter or particles that are suspended in the air can reach extremely high levels. And those are on par with very polluted cities if you compare them just on a basis of what's the concentration of particulate matter in the air. I wouldn't say that during the entire time, the average air quality in homes is as bad as a polluted city. Once we start cooking and doing these activities in the home, if we don't ventilate properly, yes, then these levels can reach very high concentrations. In fact, I understand that things were so bad that you had to recalibrate the instruments you were using to measure the pollutants. Is that right? Well, that was an interesting part of our study. We had a collaboration with many atmospheric chemists. So these folks have been doing research outdoors for many, many years, and some of them had never done research indoors. So then they had calibrated their instruments, expecting higher concentrations indoors and outdoors. But then once we started performing these activities, these simple everyday activities like cooking breakfast or, you know, mopping your floors, they found that they had to recalibrate their instruments because they were just not used to these levels. Their instruments are very, very sensitive and they're used to using them in very dilute situations in outdoor air quality studies. From a health standpoint, why should we all be concerned so much about this? We should be concerned about indoor air quality because that's where we spent about 90% of our time. Studies have found that no matter how much we like to say that we're outdoorsy and we like to spend time outdoors, really, we spend most of our time indoors. If you just think about it, a third of your life is spent sleeping in your bedroom. So the level of exposure or the amount of time that you spend indoors is very important because that's where you're going to be exposed to pollutants for the majority of your time. So not only understanding concentrations and levels, but going beyond that and really trying to understand the chemistry of the air and the surfaces inside your home and how that can dictate the transport and transformations of air pollutants inside the home is very, very important for that perspective. It sounds like many homes don't have good ventilation, but what advice can you offer to homeowners to try to deal with this? That's an ongoing question in the scientific community. How can we limit our exposures? We found that air quality indoors from the perspective of some air pollutants is actually all right for the majority of the time until we start performing these activities that introduce a lot of air pollutants into our homes, like cooking and cleaning. 
but how can we reduce those levels? We always recommend ventilating the home. That in itself can be a very complicated question to answer. Opening windows may or may not be effective. Using the exhaust hood in your kitchen, if it works really well and if it actually exhausts to outdoors, which the majority of them do not, using the exhaust hood is very important anytime you're cooking, especially if you use a gas stove, because when you have a gas stove and you have a combustion source indoors, that can lead to very high concentrations of a variety of air pollutants. So the advice I can give to people on their everyday lives is to try to ventilate your home as much as possible. If you have a gas stove and you have the opportunity to switch for an electric stove, that's a great idea. If you have a good functioning exhaust hood, please try to use it as much as possible whenever cooking and try to ventilate whenever cleaning. Good advice from Professor Marina Vance from the University of Colorado Boulder. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Our Internet services are provided by Pair Networks, the home of world-class web hosting. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.